0: You are listening to Science Boobies, culturally insensitive commentary, space-time stuff and world news. In each episode, hosts Herbie Perelman and Brian Ho. Rustopheles labreck will deconstruct the anatomy of the physical and or political universe. Brian is a writer and indie film god, and Herbie Perelman is a guru and spiritual advisor to the world's homeless Viagra enthusiasts. Find us at www.laseryoga. Slash science boobies. That's right. I said boobies.
1: What's up? I'm going to tell you about what Satan gave me that (laughs) Santa took away. All right. All right. Go for it. Yesterday, I lost my giant.
2: Is this a? Is this about some sort of uh, um, erectile dysfunction?
1: It's about Jack and the Beanstalk.
2: All right, the go beanstalk. on.
1: Beanstalk, the beanstalk being cut down. I lost my bike. It's the bicycle thief, Antonioni. Do you remember Antonioni and the bicycle thief? That's no, because I'm not.
2: I'm not a hundred years old, so.
1: You're not a hundred years old. Well, <laughs> well, you don't have no nostalgia then. You should tell look me about the bike movie. thing. Come on. The bike thing. The bike thing. I here's here's the thing: is you operate under your own reality, just like Donald Trump. hmm And you, my own reality was that my kryptonite lock. We're talking Superman here. We're talking okay. super powered lock they just they just cut it evidently did you find no, the lock
2: on the side of the road or is it was it one bike no that you the bought? lock
1: was it was like right right in my uh building where they where the bicycles are parked where supposedly there's video cameras surveilling everything so is, so
2: I, is there a video of this is, is there a video of the guy that took it
1: i don't i got to find out if there is the last time something happened they took my my derailleur Last time, was really fucked up. What the hell up. is a derailleur? A derailleur is what shifts. If you have a 10-speed, it's what does the speeds. That's a derailleur.
2: So you think that these people that are stealing it are probably more organized than we you think they're probably like taking certain expensive parts and then reselling them online or something?
1: I don't know what. It's crazy because there were like another couple of bikes there that were, were unlocked. But they were chose probably, yours. They, it was mine, and they they like cuts right through this these U locks, the kryptonite locks they used to be called. they were probably called I don't know if they're, they're probably still called kryptonite locks. Yeah. And they were invented by a friend of mine. I know the guy who invented the kryptonite lock.
2: Yeah, I guess and what, buddy? I think he, you need to mail mail that lock right to him with a big FU.
1: I well, I haven't talked to him in years, but i I wonder if he's still alive he'd be he'd probably be he'd probably he could probably make a whole other thing happen, but I couldn't make <laughs> nothing else happen. This thing was I went down yesterday to come to Wyoming, and all I saw was this lock and it was like sawn through. You know, like in in the old days when you used to have like one of those thin cables and someone came along with a bolt cutter and just cut it off. It was just like that. That It blew my mind. It totally blew my mind and I thought, this has to be Satan's Santa and his, his thieving elves. This is Paul Manafort. This is Roger. This is how how America works. That's what happens on Christmas in my America. How expensive is the bike? It was like $450. Holy shit! And that that $450 is what it cost like five years ago. To replace it, it'll probably cost me $600. Because bikes Uh, bikes now are one of those things that, like, toilet paper. Yeah, it's like everybody's buying a bike. It's everybody wants a bike now, so they're probably easier to sell. Usually, they never. I mean, there've been bikes stolen from underneath there, but never in the winter. I mean, the winter is not a bike season usually. But I guess, I guess if you're dying of COVID and you need a bike, <laughs> I guess that's how you get it. Someone and, tells and,
2: me that. Yeah. And it's it's going to be sold somewhere
1: because like it's interesting. I wonder how you sell it. You should look. Well, on, you should look online on eBay. See if anybody's selling a giant bike, yellow. What's yellow? Hmm. It was really distinct color. Oh, you you probably did you see that? Bike? Have you seen you? You've probably seen it, but probably don't remember it. No, no. Um. It was one of the. It was a sort of bigger bike, big tires. It was. It was much better than. I mean, I used to ride one of those ten speeds, but I would get flats all the time because if you ride all the time on city streets, you get a lot mm-hmm. of flats. This got like way fewer flats. I probably in the last four years. In terms of flat tires, not not to speak of falling off the fucking bike. <laughs> but but in terms of flat tires, I've probably had three flat tires over the last five years. That still yeah that still
2: sounds a, sounds like a lot to me. Like you shouldn't get any flat well,
1: tires. Well, you ride every day. I mean, you know, it's it's a little bit like a well. It be, it becomes a little bit little bit more frequent than having like a flat tire on your car. I mean have you ever had a flat tire on your well I guess the new cars rarely get flat tires.
2: A lot less, a lot a lot less. Um
1: Well this but, is uh, a lot less compared to ten speed bikes. It's still not you know, not nothing, but you know, i I only had, you know, like three flats in the last five years.
2: Oh well, that's fucking awesome. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I just had the bike fixed. I just had had the cables replaced, and and the, my only hope is that I I fell off the bike. So then I had to have it like I had to take it in because mm-hmm. I one of the brakes, the front brake wasn't working, but the front brake they the front brake is very like delicate, and they they like set it. Really high, so that yeah. I got I fell off the bike a second time. You know, <laughs> doing the front brake and it just like stopped, like the thing, and flipped over. I got flipped over on the bike.
2: You got so to be careful right. uh,
1: because
2: you got to be careful. This is this is, story is becoming a little boring. So you got to do something to this story.
1: I got to do. It's not boring to me. I'm into it. I, I know, but, like, our
2: our listeners might be like, what the fuck am I doing listening to this shit?
1: That's so, exactly what I feel.
2: Liven it up a little bit. So,
1: so, so, my only hope is that whoever stole the bike gets on the bike and presses the front brake. Because he'll <laughs> go over and and break his fucking head. Okay, so that's-
2: that's a bright side. That's a That's a, you that's know, a bright Uber side. Line.
1: It's Like Santa's elves, there'll be one less elf. <laughs> um. So now I well, got to well, replace the damn bike, and and not only that, <laughs> but you, you can, I, I don't believe this, but when you get a senior citizens card, mm-hmm. they expire. So when well, that's because to you're gonna expire. Subway, when I. Tried to get on the subway. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get on the subway even though I had money on the card because it's a senior card and it expired. So I have to go renew the card downtown. Maybe they're Merrill. assuming.
2: Maybe they're assuming that as a senior citizen, you're going to expire as well.
1: Well, I guess, but I haven't yet. But the the card expired before me, so uh, now I got to go get another card.
2: This is like first world problems. You know, does people in this world that have a real problems?
1: Problem. First, first yeah. world white problem. I
2: know. I, I know you have it so rough. You, you really do.
1: Oh, uh, you are. You should be a therapist. You should be a therapist. You must. You must have a wonderful, wonderful time in your life because everybody experiences pr- you probably just like I do. So sympathetic. It's really hard to get over. I'm all, I'm almost in tears here.
2: Well, all I know how, is that
1: how much, how much you've helped me deal with my loss. As
2: all I know is that
1: dies, as soon as somebody I know dies, you'll be the first person I talk to.
2: Good, good. Especially, all I know is that ten
1: years ago, right after Christmas,
2: ten years ago, I hooked up with this guru that was supposed to make my life, you know, more meaningful, and and he's literally emotionally drained me for like for like 10 years he's promised me these vast riches sh- should he pass and he's still around so um I-, I don't know what to do right at this point
1: take a deep breath that's what you should do that's his yeah, teaching I, that's I his still teaching. Think you have a, i've heard of this guru i've heard of this guru
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think you have a bag of gold somewhere
1: somewhere somewhere mm-hmm. at the end of the rainbow all All right. you, talk about
2: something. Talk about something a little more spiritual. Um, a little our, bit uh,
1: more spiritual is my. Uh, I can talk about my relationship with you.
2: Oh God! What yeah, you yeah, that's brought great. to my
1: life? What you brought to my life? You. I brought you fame, and fortune. Closest, you are my closest connection to Vendible.
2: Yeah, if you ever wanna, if you ever want a good deal on a on a snack cake, you know, <laughs> I know where all the best machines
1: are. Yes, uh, and you probably know. Isn't there? Can you? Is, uh, did you keep any like back door to get into the machines? Can, don't you have no. to be able to get into it? Yeah, to you handle? gotta have a fucking no, key. No. You gotta have to get a key.
2: You have to have a key. Well,
1: didn't you keep any of the keys?
2: No, because that would be incredibly depressing. Why would I do that?
1: Well, in case you needed something to eat and you were homeless and you were on the streets and all there, all there was between you and starvation was a snap machine.
2: All I know is that you've been living on the streets for like 10 years and you've been doing just fine. You know, you've, uh, you've mostly well, had a place to that's live. that's when
1: I had a bicycle, when I had a giant. I had a giant on my side. Now I've got nothing.
2: I almost want to go, do this.
1: Go fund me campaign. We could have go fund the giant.
2: Well, if anyone's listening to this, okay. If anyone's listening to this, Herbie needs a new bike. It's going to be about four fifty to 600 money. bucks for a replacement bike. Send so if, money. if you want to replace his bike, you can email me at Brian at laser. Yoga. And let me know how much money you want to contribute. This is serious. He seriously got his bike stolen. this is actually real. Um, but do this seriously. Um, I am almost tempted to do this and I don't have a ton of money, but I would almost be willing to buy you a bike under one condition.
1: Uh oh, what's the condition?
2: So for the next twelve months, whenever you ride the bike, you have to, to uh to ride it while wearing a monk's habit.
1: A monk's habit do you have the habit? I'll
2: buy you one. And you, you guys have to walk. You have I'll to wear it, it. any time you ride, and whenever you're riding around where people are uh you have to um you have to right. sing some sort it. of medieval I'll song
1: it. I just no, but... hit me better than that last damn thing you gave me that last damn thing you gave me was too small for the picture in your book your your oh, your best selling book that is yeah yeah, now out of circulation. do you have any copies yeah yeah
2: yeah. yeah signed yeah.
1: copies. They, we can have a GoFund Brian the Creative Artist <laughs> campaign, too. Laser. Listen, listen, Com.
2: listen, 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 Um You have to wear the monk's habit for a year, and then whenever you drive by someone, you have to sing some medieval-type song. Oh, no,
1: like- no, 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 that's a second condition. I knew yeah. you were a slippery slope. You no, were
2: I a slippery want
1: you to- slope from the slides. The Freudian slip, just <laughs> Freudianly slipped into more demands. The monk's habits is where we stopped. That was one request, you guess. That's the L- one listen. request.
2: Listen, I want you to sing something like, call no man happy who's not dead or something, no, something like
1: sing that. No, I'll I'll go Oh okay. That's what I'll do.
2: Would you seriously do it if, if I bought you a bike, which you were amongst habit for the first year <laughs> of riding it? Yeah. I'm course. deadly serious.
1: For $600? Oh, my God, that would be fucking Shit. Shit. You got to wear it with the hood up. I'll even do the OM. I'll even let you have the second wish. I'll, I'll be your OMinator on the street. I'll you cha- have to wear... Swami I'll change the vibration at the highest level with my OM. The world okay. will be saved because of you.
2: I almost want to do this because that would be fucking hilarious to know that you're riding around breath. Cambridge just Take like a monk.
1: Take a deep breath. You can think about it and we'll talk about it for the next episode.
2: You hey, can I can barely you hear decided. you. Man, I can't episode, hear you.
1: That's what you have to do is on the next episode, you have to mm-hmm. have like a hook that takes you from episode one to episode two. And that's the hook. Will, <laughs> Brian, finance. The new giant.
2: No, no, this is, this is going to be the hook. Will there be enough food in, in in Herbie's refrigerator so they can be alive for the next episode?
1: Only if there's <laughs> vendables available. Only if we track down the keys to all the vending machines Brian was ever in charge of.
2: What about all your friends, all your, like, um, progressive, generous friends?
1: All my friends? friends, they're just like you. They're just like you.
2: Have them buy you a bike.
1: They're just like you.
2: Go see Tom Abate. See he'll buy you a bike.
1: <laughs> Tom Abate. Oh yeah, Tom Abate. <laughs> That's a whole different story. Yeah, I mean, just a... Tom Abate story.
2: Yes, yeah, and we have it on video because obviously you're you're getting dementia because you don't remember the story. But yes, you you dementia recorded it. Dementia
1: is not a problem if you don't let it be a problem.
2: Just listen. Just just call Tom Abate and just say, "Listen, I know that you owe me find all this his
1: number. You can probably find his number. You must have if, Facebook and all that. Get his if number. If I find me, his
2: I'll number, if if I find his number, would you call him live on the show?
1: I would absolutely call him live on the show. <laughs> say, listen, absolutely, I'd love to you owe me... <laughs>
2: You owe me all this money, Tom. But if you could just buy me a bicycle. Um, and then send we'll call us a food
1: baskets. We'll call us even. That oh, that's a great. Oh, that's great. I'd love to do that. Get his number. Tom. He'll just hang a up. He's just going to hang up. Ripoff artist. He's just going to hang up, dude. He. I know. He's. He already hung up on. I called him a few times after, after he went bankrupt. I won against him in small claims court. No. How come you can't enforce that? Well, because once you—that was before he went bankrupt. When you go bankrupt, oh, right. all your debts are wiped. All certain kinds of debts are wiped out.
2: You should ask him if he feels bad that he didn't pay you back.
1: I'd money. absolutely ask him that. I'd, I'd ask him if all these years later he feels bad for me now that I lost my bicycle. <laughs> He's probably got
2: a. He's probably got like a nice yellow giant bike in his in his garage right now. Newly acquired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, so let's talk about something political. Um, um, let's talk let's about. Let's talk
1: about President Trump's second. All term. right, what do you got? I think second I, term. I got the Q drop. I got the red pill. Mm-hmm. It's Trump again. He's found the way in. He's found the way in. Barr, Barr is out, and Sydney Powell. And believe me, this this is a cue drop. I have it from an inside source. Mm-hmm. Sydney Powell mm-hmm. is going to declare martial law.
2: Sydney Powell is going to declare martial law. Yep. And I thought Tony only the president
1: Giuliani is going to be the head of Homeland Security. In charge of enforcing against Antifa martial law, and everybody here—you <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Everybody who ever thought it was unfair that George Floyd got what he got is going to be chased by the Department of Justice. It'll be super surveillance. We have all your information. If you've ever mentioned the name George Floyd, remember that name. Remember that name, Brian. George mm-hmm. Floyd. Anybody who's ever mentioned that name, it's crossed their lips. They're suspect. They're under surveillance as we speak. It's being recorded and stored in Bluffdale on a solar wind PRISM server.
2: Are you saying that the government doesn't have our best interests at heart?
1: Stellar winds and solar winds and PRISMs, it's all written down in the Panama Paradise Pentagon Papers. Okay, go on. All the papers. All the papers together says who has all the offshore accounts and I'm going to buy my giant from one of those offshore accounts.
2: Listen, I, I got a question for you. What if uh, the second Trump administration wants you to, to join up and move the to second D.C.?
1: Trump, I'm way ahead of you. I am, I am in charge of the Department of Spirituality in the second Trump administration.
2: Oh, please go on. Tell me everything spirituality,
1: about that. Spirituality for the good people.
2: Is everyone going to get an AR-15 people. still?
1: Everyone, everyone's going to have... At birth, because you're an American, <laughs> your birthright is an AR-15. Every We are in the next stimulus package. I won't let it... We won't let it pass until... Every new baby, every new white baby, every new white <laughs> male baby gets an AR fifteen. As the head of the Department of Spirituality, I'm going to mm-hmm. authorize. It's gonna be a chewdrop okay. as soon as as soon as the inauguration passes and Trump is re inaugurated. Mm-hmm. Then That's great. my, this is going to go into effect. You heard it first here. Mm-hmm. That's this great. is the place where the stellar wind blows solar.
2: I just Solo. can't wait. Like, I wish I could just like Solo. go to the town hall and we're right pardon now.
1: You, we're gonna pardon you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: along with Paul Stone and Brian Giuliani.
2: <laughs> How about your friend um uh what's his name uh jamie Dimon? paul
1: Manafort, iggy my iggy pop my friend iggy pop
2: your friend jamie diamond you, you're are you gonna oh, jamie, involve him oh, in the ted, administration
1: his brother ted yes his brother ted
2: didn't you go to school with him his brother
1: he screwed me up he ted diamond was the person in the Alexander Technique who stabbed me in the back. Oh,
2: that's right. That's right.
1: And he, that's at the right. time, was fucking Missy Vineyard, who's since become Jewish. So we're of the same tribe now, Missy and I. She was the waspish of the white waspish, but now let, she's Jewish.
2: Let me slow this down for the listeners here. So Jamie Diamond is the head of some financial, bank, institution, whatever. J.P.
1: Morgan. J.P. Morgan,
2: Morgan, okay. His brother... Listen, listen, I'm, I'm talking to the listeners now. His brother, Ted Diamond, apparently was involved started in...
1: started Ted Talks. He started Ted really? Talks.
2: No way. What I no, he you, didn't. Would
1: I tell you an untruth? Would I tell listen, you an untruth?
2: So, Ted Diamond,
1: so her... and, and they had, they had they had another transgendered. Do you know what the transgendered was called?
2: Blood you know diamond.
1: Blood diamond.
2: That's great. Listen, so um, Herbie was part of this thing called the, the Alexander Technique, which is this, I guess if you stand up straight, you'll live longer or something like that. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. If, if you your realize, spine is straight, you'll live really longer. That's pretty, pretty
2: much it. Anyway, the so Ted Diamond, who's Jamie Diamond's brother, um, there was a scandal in the, the uh, Alexander Technique movement, and, and
1: Nays- yada, yada, yada. Nays- Ted, who? North American Society of Teachers of the Alexander Technique. Nays- okay, fine. Nays- North
2: American Teaching of the Alexander Technique. Society anyway, of Society. Society. Society.
1: Teachers of the Alexander Technique. You've got to be exact with these things.
2: You've got to get your mouth closer to the phone. Okay. Hello? All right. Yes. The North American Society of Alexander Technique Practitioners. Teachers of
1: the Alexander Technique.
2: Anyway, so Ted Diamond found out that he didn't like Herbie Perlman, and Ted Diamond ended up trying to fuck Kirby Perlman, not literally, but in the figurative sense. In by the back, kick,
1: in the back. Kicking
2: you, up, kicking you out of the organization or something like that.
1: Well, I was the head of a, a t- whole teaching program, and he got mm-hmm. my whole teaching program disqualified from certifying people as teachers of the Alexander Technique. And
2: he, and program, he did this out of spite, out of spite to you or yes, something like that? Yes. What did you ever do to him?
1: I didn't do anything to him. I thought he must have done something to him. I thought I was on good. It wasn't what I did to him. Missy Vineyard screwed him. L-
2: literally or figuratively?
1: Literally, literally, and together. What does this
2: have to do with you?
1: Well, she hated me. She hated myself. Ah, she
2: okay.
1: Engineered the whole thing. He, he wasn't. He didn't. He he was just like a minor player. I mean, he wrote a complaint against my program. That but why
2: does that Missy Vineyard she, hate you?
1: Be, um, I was too free for her. She was a real tight ass. She the Alexander <laughs> technique was like she was like the evangelical wing of the Alexander technique. It was lengthen and widen, head forward and away, knees knees be whatever. But there was, like, a formula that, that Alexander left. And, and most people have, like, moved on, and they, they've sort of made it their own. But there are some purists who feel that anybody who's done that are, like, heretics. And they oh, you're really saying... Aren't you're, You're saying really this, is the Orthodox are. movement. Yes, she's the Orthodox.
2: Oh, uh, and, and so basically, she was upset that you were a heretic or whatever, and then that she said, I, "Oh, she, she said, Oh Ted, please find a way to get rid of Herbie.'"
1: No, she and he wrote this constitution, and into this constitution. The English Society of the Teachers of the Alexander Technique, which is Mm -hmm. what the NASTAT got built off of, they had never disqualified a teaching program from teaching, although even in in England there was a, a huge amount of infighting, but nobody had ever gotten control enough to say, you people aren't really Alexander teachers, and so we're going to like disqualify you. But Missy in the North American branch, because she wrote, she and Ted wrote the Constitution, actually wrote in how you disqualify programs. And the way she said, you needed to have three complaints against the program, then if that happened there were 3 heads of training who were supposed to evaluate the program and see whether they committed atrocities <coughs> enough to be totally disqualified well that that thing had never happened before and when so what Missy did was to actually engineer she actually asked people to write letters complaining about... Uh, about you? About me, yeah. And she got Ted, amongst others, to do that. And he did it, and and three other people did it. Um, no shit. Now, and do you know then, the identities of these other then, three no, people? No, no, this is not it – gets, it gets even more interesting because then right. okay. of the three heads of training programs who were supposed to evaluate my program, Missy made herself one of them. And Now,
2: was, that sounds uh, a little, like,
1: uh, unethical. Oh, it gets even worse because the other one was Barbara Kent – who who ran a training program in New York and Jerry Sontag, um who ran a program in California. So now these people are three.
2: these people are undoubtedly all dead by now, right?
1: No, 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 they're all they're all I don't know where they are, but I think they're all probably kicking as well as I'm okay. kicking.
2: Well, they're that's all, not saying much
1: that's not saying much, but it's saying something. It's saying they're probably actually younger than me.
2: Okay, so you so, were, just, just just to recap, you were in charge of the homeless faction of the Alexander Techniques. No, it of wasn't America. the
1: homeless faction. It was the Alexander Institute of Boston, which All was right, located right. in Cambridge.
2: So I'm a little confused about one thing. So wh- yes. what did you specifically do? Only
1: one thing. Only one thing.
2: What did you specifically do to this? To this, um, what's her name again?
1: Nothing, Missy. 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 What did you do to Missy? I didn't do anything to her. She just. She. In fact, what happened was that she revered my best friend, who was an English teacher of some repute. His name was Don uh-huh. Burton, and he was he was my best friend for twenty five years and I mm-hmm. brought him over to uh to visit to visit my program in in cambridge and when he visited, I invited Missy and her training program to come and and share a weekend uh where all the teachers would work together most most teachers didn't work together closely. All right, I'm
2: going to just say this and and
1: just... I
2: just want to get this out out in the open. Did she think that maybe there was some physical flirtation going on and and it was uh, unrequited or it was was not
1: responded to? No, 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 nothing like that. Nothing like that. No, she just was offended that what I did and what I led on that weekend wasn't strict Pure Alexander work.
2: Now, did and she you confront know. you on this before Absolutely she went? Absolutely
1: not. Big she didn't shit, say crazy. a word. She didn't say a word, and she never thanked me for the for <laughs> inviting her for the weekend. And her students were like really arrogant, and she was really arrogant, but she she didn't say anything because Don Burton, like she looked up to, and he my work was grace and he Mm -hmm. he did a lot of innovative things but he did more like he brought to the alexander technique he was a he was a physical therapist and he he actually kind of reimagined anatomy and taught anatomy as related to the alexander technique and and he he was great he was he had a niche yeah, it was really cool. And he taught anatomy. And, and so he thought he actually gave a couple of anatomy lectures that weekend. And she thought he was like amazing and fantastic. And he was, he was a, he was a very charismatic person.
2: But so she didn't think you were fantastic. Obviously.
1: She thought I was a piece of shit, but she revered him and she, she came because of him. And but she, without ever saying anything to me, she just thought what I had done was sucked, really terrible. No, sucked. And but she never said anything, and and she never. We kind of never had much contact after that. But well, wait, but
2: how do you know she was behind later? her?
1: Because later. The person who I thought was behind it, who was a student who was, like, it was a long long and complicated thing. But if you have, like, alternative programs that are small, you get very, like, intense and quirky people, some of whom develop, like, difficulties and issues, and they don't like you for some reason or other, So it
2: sounds like, like a situation where you should be teaching that group. This, this sounds like the perfect type of group for you to be meeting with downstairs in the conference room where you live. That would be perfect.
1: Well, it was, it was actually exactly like that. I lived on the third floor, and I rented another apartment on the first floor to do the program. So it was just like that. All right, like so what that, happened? So go on. So, um, so... Um, what happened was that year, so that Missy, it turns out, as well as being appointing herself one of the evaluators, it turns out because this woman, who I you know I act she actually because I ran a program with my friend Mara, who mm-hmm. who and and this woman actually graduated from that program, and okay. So, so when my when my uh, program came up for recertification, which was all which was supposed to be a rubber stamp process, which was how it was in England, these programs were recertified. Or, or but but if there was this proviso in the constitution, is if there were like. Three, three complaints or more, that then before the program could be recertified, it had to be uh, it had to be evaluated by three heads of training. So Missy was a head of training, so she appointed herself, and she appointed this Barbara Kent, and she appointed Jerry Sontag. Well, Barbara Kent, uh, she was actually a reasonable person. And I was talking to her and we were going back and forth about, mm-hmm. there were inter- different interpretations. Anytime you make a rule, there's an interpretation. Mm-hmm. So we were going back and forth. And then suddenly, like three months into the process, like Barbara Kent just dropped out and I, I could, I couldn't, she never told me why. I never talked to her again. So then there were like two evaluators. So this guy Jerry Sontag, this pro this process, as you might well imagine, is supposed mm-hmm. to be confidential. That while and professional. Is, it it's supposed to be professional, you know, so yeah. so it turns out that Jerry Sontag was talking to his Students about and, and kind of spilling the beans on the inner workings of this supposedly neutral independent evaluation. So, as it turned out, one of the people in his pro, in the program in California, uh, there was someone who was a real big supporter of mine. Who, but okay. she, her, her, she with her family moved to California and, and, another program. So, this, but I talked to this person and we were on good terms and she really liked me. We l- liked each other. And she told me that, she told me the details that had been leaked to another student on another program about this supposedly confidential evaluation going on. So I called out Jerry Sontag and asked, him, and asked that he be barred and sanctioned. Well, he, he then resigned from the evaluation, and then there was one. And you know who that one was missy missy
2: this is this is and, pure scandal, pure scandal
1: and, and Missy never even came to talk to anyone in the program, but I think never, her
2: mind was made up already uh,
1: absolutely, and then so she uh, she basically disqualified me. And then it was supposed to go to the new president. And the new, the president, it was, it ha- was happening when it was a transitioning from one president of NASDAQ to the next. I forget who was the one. It was, I think it was from Missy to Michael Fredericks. And him I actually knew. He was actually oh my God, thought, the story a friend is... of mine.
2: The story is getting I really boring. You gotta do something. <laughs>
1: but he rubber stamped it, and so mm-hmm. this program that I had built up over like six years mm-hmm. suddenly it didn't come crashing down. like it, it all of a sudden suddenly it was decertified, and so the students who who I mean this is um the Alexander technique was. You know, relatively marginal. So people wanted to have some authority certify them. So mm-hmm. suddenly, I no longer had the right to certify them. So
2: <laughs> you had so, no more gravitas. Uh, so they didn't care about you anymore.
1: Right. So they, they, a bunch of enough of them dropped out. So it was no longer viable. Oh, that's no longer viable. So it. So that was Missy Vineyard. And she, she had actually asked this woman who, who kind of didn't like me, but it, and I thought she had been the one to instigate the whole thing. But actually 30 years later talked to this woman and said to her, why did you write that letter to decertify? And she said, oh, Missy called me to ask me to write the letter.
2: Oh, my God. What a bitch.
1: So I assume that Missy also called Ted and asked him to write a letter.
2: I think she did more than that to Ted personally, but that's just my
1: opinion. She did, but that was earlier. That was a whole (laughs) different story. But she did. They were broken up by then, and they were whatever they were.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. This sucks because basically you were the victim of this huge jealousy, scandal, play like uh, uh, corruption from within the the dark and and, and sultry uh, um, corridors of the Alexander Technique community.
1: Missy Vineyard.
2: Missy Vineyard. May may her name live in infamy.
1: With Tom Abate. May her name live with Tom Abate.
2: (laughs) We should talk about him next time. We're going to say that for next time. time. All right, um, Herbie, um, this story has been so exciting that my limbs have literally gone numb out of boredom. So I'm going to let you go.
1: You are numb to start with.
0: This podcast is hosted by Brian and Herbie and was created using the Internet, which is a series of tubes. Copyright 2021, Laser Yoga Media Cartel. Music by Ben Sound. You can learn more by going to www.laser.yoga slash science boobies. That's right. I said boobies.